Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 117, 117, 117. 11, 7. Oh, that's a good way to say it. 7, 11, backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are smack dab almost in the middle. Not smack dab. Yeah, we are almost. Once we get halfway through this episode, we'll be in the middle of the 13 things <laughs> mentally strong people don't do miniseries. Couldn't she have made it 14 just to make it? <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Well, can't. Talk to her about this later. <laughs> Amy. Okay, well, this is chapter six. Yes, chapter six. So, again, chapter six of 13 things mentally strong people don't do. They don't fear taking calculated risks. Don't be too timid and squeamish about your actions. All life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Unless it's slime. We don't need to experiment with slime. Okay, well, this said calculated risks. We know that slime is bad. Slime is a calculated (laughs) risk, and some slimes are better than others. Slimes outside, preferably at the grandparents' house. Mm. Not on my property. No. Okay, so again, this whole chapter is about not fearing taking calculated risks. Remember, calculated, so it's not like willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm going to go do this, this, this. No, we're actually going to think about it. And when the logic pans out, we're going to do it. If it's what God feels like, feels what we need to do, we're going to do it. So, calculated. Yes, so she's going to start the chapter out, um, seeing if you can relate to risk aversion. Mm -hmm. So, if any of these examples speak to you, because you might be like, I can make risks by not making risks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't risky business. Yeah, I don't risk by not making them. So mm-hmm. one, I think that it would apply to um, myself and many people that I know is you spend a lot of time daydreaming about what you would like to do, but you don't take action. You stay kind of mm-hmm. stuck in that dream phase, and you tell yes. everyone your dreams, and you have coffee dates to talk about your dreams, and that's not a bad thing. But then don't be disappointed when they're not coming Nothing to reality. Happens. Yeah. Nothing, no actual action is happening. We actually had a mini-series for that. That's the Dream Big mini-series, episodes 92 through 100. And that was all about getting out of that dream phase and start moving into action. Because I could daydream all day, because that's fun. But that's, at the end, it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. One that stuck out to me was you often think you could be doing a lot more adventurous and exciting things in life, but fear holds you back. That made me think of like a six wing seven. Like they want to go do the thing, but then, oh wait, no, what if all this stuff happens? But they want to. But they don't. But then they don't. And then they're full of regrets. 
Yes, and if you struggle with comparison, this one might also speak to you. You think that outcomes are largely dependent on luck. Mm. So you might look at someone else in the same field or that friend from high school and their life just looks so much different. So again, if you're stuck in that comparison trap, um, you might be quick to say, oh, well, they just, they got lucky and you don't know how many hours they've put in, how many times right. they've messed up. Um, you just are seeing the highlight reel. So... Um, we're not saying go into anything blindly, um, and I believe in blessings from above, but don't make that excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, chalking it all up to, well, they just, they must just be Mm -hmm. lucky. Another one that stuck out to me, remember, she gives a whole list, so we're just saying a couple of these. So that's why you need your copy of the book. But when you think about taking a risk, you usually only imagine the worst case scenario and choose not to take the chance. We've, we've talked about this a lot especially starting out in our Everything is Figure Outable mini-series, which is episodes 40 through 51. But if you're going to go down the rabbit hole of worst-case scenario, you need to do the flip of it and do the best-case scenario rabbit hole as well. Because then that might outweigh whatever fear is holding you back. Yeah. When I read that part, I was thinking, we do say it, but I think I have to even hear it a lot. So I've been sitting here just staring at you saying that. (laughs) Yeah, because I think we're really good at thinking of worst-case Um, And I don't think best case is lofty or, you know, full of fluff. Right. Um, But it does, like, that's why people do make certain risks. And that's Mm -hmm. why they do have certain gains. That's why you even are considering the risk that you're considering at this moment, right? And bottom line, if God is calling you to go do the thing, the worst case scenario is not doing the thing. So make sure you go do the thing, especially if God is calling you to do it. So... Suck it up. And as Casey Moore says, action brings clarity. Yep. So I feel like I'm in a life phase where I step one stepping stone forward and there's no more stones, but then like he lays one down. Yeah. But I'm not going to see the next seven to the other side of the river until I step to the next right. stepping stone. I really liked when we interviewed Paul McDill episode you 51. Cheat sheet. Oh, yes. That's 51. I did make a cheat sheet. That was super helpful. And then today I was like, oh, you don't I guess need- I threw that away. <laughs> you don't need it. So episode 51, he talks about how it's like headlights and you're driving at night. You can only see however many feet in front of you. And you don't get to see more in front of you until you move forward. So I like that. That analogy has really stuck with me. So there are a lot of reasons that people avoid taking risks. And one of those is that emotion prevails over logic so in other Mm -hmm. words we base our decisions on emotion instead of logic a lot of times i just have to repeat the phrase to myself feelings are liars feelings are liars so if that fear is gonna hold me back like okay really what am i really scared of like what is it boil it down to the very smallest part what is it really is it just oh i'm gonna fail guess what every ever successful person ever has failed at something so you can get over it This isn't a risky choice, but in our Bible study, we were talking about, um, you know, practical, actionable steps and talking about getting into prayer, meditating, getting still and, you know, how it can feel uncomfortable to have the silence or what do you even think about or you can't get your mind still. But uh, I brought up the point that like when it feels that voice that's telling you this is stupid, it'll never work, check. Where, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. Who would not want you to have alone time with God? Right. Like the enemy, Satan. So 
even when it comes to risk aversion, you have, we'll get into the logic, because I know some people are like, so you're just saying go do willy, no, don't be all willy-nilly, but check those thoughts and mm-hmm. those emotions and who they're coming from, and it's, if you can stick to more logic, that's one way to kind of take those thoughts captive. Right, and if you're struggling with the thought-taking captive process, we have that mini-series, Get Out of Your Head, and that's episodes 84 through 91. If you find yourself constantly in that state of battling between your ears, go listen to that and then come back. Another reason that people um, avoid risks is because we don't think about risks. And so that means without understanding the potential outcomes of a risk, we usually avoid them. So this is going back to what you were just saying. We're not thinking it through. Like, well, if I open up a business, then I'm going to go bankrupt. What? Do you know how bankruptcy works? Do you know what you can do to prevent that? Like, what are, What's your business plan? Do you have all those things? What's going on? And not that we're shooting for bankruptcy. <laughs> Never the goal. <laughs> but Walt Disney had to declare bankruptcy, and mm-hmm. he didn't stop there. I think it worked. Did it work out for him? I don't know how that um, one ends. <laughs> pretty sure. I mean, so many, you can see so many famous failures. So, I mean, in this book she talks about at some point, Hershey, and how his first four businesses failed. Mm-hmm. Bankrupt. Yep. So, yeah. And so, of course, there is a problem with fearing risk. So if you're like, I don't care, I'm just going to do it anyway. Well, there are problems if you stay, stay stuck. So one in particular is you don't get to be extraordinary without taking calculated risks. Boo. I would translate that into you don't get to fulfill God's calling and purpose for your life. Yeah. That's how I would translate that. I'm sure that's what Amy meant by extraordinary. Mm, Right. I'm trying to remember what my friend Lindsay told me. We were talking last night, and she was like, if you... She's reading a book. She's getting her master's right now in... I think it's it's from a Christian school, but I think it's just like mentor and leadership masters, which is really cool. But it's if you are choosing not to get out of your comfort zone, how you are right now is as good as it's gonna get. So there, you, do you like how you, how it is right now? Because if you're not doing anything to get better, this is who you'll always be. And guess who wants you to stay this good? <laughs> <laughs> I just I think lately I've been able to check a lot of thoughts of from that perspective. Um, and it just helps like, you know, uh, casting him away or getting into prayer and, um, truth filled by Ruth, Ruth Cho Simmons. Yes. So that's all about uh, preaching to yourself. And I feel like Brooke and I do a great job of trying to preach to you guys. Um, but then different times I'm like, and Brooke is such, oh my gosh, you can't we, have her. We help each mine. other. We help each other. See, she's automatically <laughs> uncomfortable because she knows where this is going, but she is, like, my biggest cheerleader, biggest supporter, going to karate chop any negative feelings <laughs> in the face. And it's, like, sometimes I'm, like, okay, what would Brooke say to me right now? And then that's how I start preaching to myself. But, like, y'all, we still have to preach to each other, and we're here sharing what's what works for us, um, too. But, yeah, so I don't know where that all started with. But the point is um, checking those thoughts and... Being extraordinary can seem like, again, fluffy dreams, clouds, but in our interpretation through a biblical lens, God has called you for great things, for a great purpose, 
Um, and he calls lots of people that don't have it all together. Lots of not perfect people. In fact, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone in the Bible he's called to do something. None of them have it together. Yeah. So don't say, well, I'm going to wait till I'm perfect. I mean, or... Job was pretty good, but uh, look what happened to him. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry, Sick Job. <laughs> no, but if you wait for the right time or till you're the right whatever, well, you're not going to be. And I don't mean that ugly. It just it's perfection. Yeah. God's perfect. That's it. It's also going to have your emotions interfere with making your logical choices. So there's healthy fear and irrational fear. Like, you should be afraid to step out into the middle of traffic. That would be a thing <laughs> that you should be afraid of. But does that mean I will never get in my car or drive anywhere? That, so it's the balance of, okay, on the spectrum of irrational to rational, what's going on? So if I... If I am called to start my own business or do my own thing, well, I'm going to go bankrupt. Okay, so that would be on one side of the spectrum. What's on the other side? Okay, I'm going to be faith-filled if God is calling me to do it. Is it going to be a bumpy ride? Yeah, what isn't? So, there's that. Well, and she even says there's research that shows that fear of something completely unrelated to the risk can influence your decision. That's crazy. And that stuck out to me of, like, having a spirit of fear, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we weren't designed to have a spirit of fear. So, again, maybe a self-inventory, a self-audit of your thoughts. Like, how often are you exhibiting the emotion of fear? Right. And then, you know, that's a good starting spot. Yeah. Very good. Okay, next section. Calculate risks and reduce fear. I feel like sixes are probably really good at this, Mm -hmm. right? Healthy sixes are really good at this. Healthy <laughs> sixes. Yes. They, yes. Can, they have the ability to balance emotion with logic, logic. So, again, courage is being scared and doing it anyway. So, yeah, I may, I may be scared to have this really tough conversation with my spouse, but holy moly, on the other side of it, it's just going to make us better mm-hmm. instead of continuing to disengage and grow apart. Yeah. So. That would be a thing. You need to step into, step in, be courageous, and have the conversation, or whatever it is, and go do the thing. Any unhealthy sixes out there, I feel ya. And this stuck out to me. It said, don't get fooled into thinking that your anxiety level should be the factor that helps you make the final decision. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you're like, oh, this makes me really anxious, that must mean I shouldn't do it. Don't let that be your compass. Right, because I, I guess we talked about this in our Daring Greatly mini-series, so that's 28 through 38, but the same feelings of, mm-hmm. like, those jitters. Yeah, yeah, the jitters, it's the same feelings you have, like, if you're going to go ride a roller coaster, or if you're about to play in a game, or, like, if your body is reacting the same way, so what's the difference? It's your mindset. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously... Um, anxiety, there's some things that go along with that. So we're not saying, you just have the jitters. So make sure you go back and listen to our Get Out of Your Head mini-series. But, and you can address that there and see if it really is true anxiety and you need to go to counseling or whatever it is you need to do. Or you just need to change your mindset. So there's that. And I don't know about our listeners, but she says that, you know, people usually tend to choose a thing that causes the least amount of anxiety. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not very surprising. But I often find when I do something that I was very anxious about, it really wasn't that bad after I did it. Yeah. And I think that the more you do that, the easier, the easier it gets. Yes. You're building up all the small wins. So she says that many of our major life decisions are based on complete irrationality. 
many of our major life decisions. Ugh. Don't be so irrational, everyone. <laughs> That's what I'm just picturing. Irrational people running around doing irrational things. You stop that. Oh, so one of the ones, so she lists off a few things, but we are influenced by our superstitious beliefs. Mm. So that, again, we use the Enneagram as a tool, not the end-all be-all. So if you are like, oh, no, I don't want to do that because that happened to my mom or that happened to this person. I know that one time. Oh, okay. Is that really accurate? Is that what's likely going to happen? No? Okay. Yeah, and then the other one that stuck out to me was we incorrectly judge how much control we have over a situation. Oh, praise. Well, it's just like, I mean, I'm sure I could run my life into the ground if I wanted to. Sure. But, <laughs> like, your, your thoughts of worst-case scenario don't have that much power to actually make it come true. Right. I mean, if you really tried, I'm sure you could. But you, I'd have to try, per, there are a lot of things I'd have to do to run my life into the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so. you'd have a lot, your circle would be like, Farron, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to stop you. Tag me in. Tag out. Tag out. You, you go take a timeout, Farron. <laughs> We're going to take over real quick. Oh my gosh, I wish someone would give me a timeout. Uh, All right, Farron, timeout. <laughs> You're in it. Uh, another one that stuck out to me was we, we grow comfortable with familiarity. So, man. That goes back to staying stuck or stagnant. And remember, not making a choice is still a choice. Not choosing to grow is staying still. So, there's that. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like we've told them all about how not to assess risk. So, let's yeah. tell them <laughs> what you do. Yeah, let's, this is what you do do. I'm going to use it every time I you can. Should. You should. And again, I think these are straightforward things that we do. And so, as we talk about a couple... Just remember that should be your focus, mm -hmm. not the emotion that comes with it. That should be the focus. For example, like the first one, what are the potential costs? Yeah. Um, that is a logical thing to ask yourself. Yeah. How much is this actually going to cost me? Is it going to make me go way in debt? Then, eh, that would make sense either not to do or to do. Yeah. Um, you know, best case, worst case scenario, benefits. Um, I mean, just, again... I don't think there's any that are too shocking in here, but I would look right. at it from the lens of this is what you focus on. Right. So resolve to make the best decision you can with the information you have. I don't know who says this, but it's like, do what you can with Fairness. what you have. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh, use what you know and what you got at this time to do what you can. And mm -hmm. I really like that because I can get too far ahead of myself yes or the thousand mile journey just seems too overwhelming and so it helps like you are here <laughs> do what you can here with what you got and then when you're there by then hopefully you'll have more supplies yeah and to kind of piggyback off of that once you've taken those steps saying the phrase oh if I would have known blah 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 well if you, you're right if you would have known you would have done it differently but you didn't know because you at that time, you would have made the best, most informed decision. So you can't beat yourself up on, oh, if I would have just done this, 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 because you didn't know that information. So now you do. So now you do better when you make the next decision. It's called learning. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> you want to know how... Welcome. Yeah, you want to know how people know what to do in the positions they're in? It's because they learn by doing. So, yes. There you go. And she advises to practice taking those risks, which can be fun mm -hmm. and exciting. Yes. Look at it as a fun, exciting thing to do instead of fear-based. Yep. 
Exactly. And again, I um, have been looking at life when I'm in fearful situations or not sure if I should make moves about looking at the past, both the good and the bad. Hey, I made this choice and hey, it turned out awesome. Or hey, I made this choice and it looked ugly for a second, but man, now I know this and it's helping me in this way. So maybe you can look back in life, not just at the bad ones, but even the bad ones and see how God provided and showed up and got you through it. And all of that's equipping you for later anyway. So maybe you did go take the risk, it flopped, but all the information you learned from that is going to help you when you take your next risk. So, again, see it as an equipping process. Yes, and just one last little quote. She says, success won't find you. You have to pursue it. True. Man, I just keep sitting here and I keep not winning the lottery. Or I keep (laughs) not getting the promotion. Or keep not getting... Well, what are you doing? Sitting here? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And two, like, if this is something you're praying about and opportunities are coming your way and you're not taking any of them and then you're like god it just reminds me of the story where it's like flooding and the person's sitting in their driveway and they're like no i'm gonna pray to god and he's gonna save me and a truck comes by and they're like no 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 god's gonna save me and the water level rises and a boat comes by and he's like they're like no 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 god's gonna save me and then they're on the roof and a helicopter comes by well lo and behold the person drowns and he gets to heaven and he says god i thought you were gonna save me he's like i sent you a truck a boat i even sent a helicopter what like what did you miss that yeah oh man so not too long ago um I, I think she's an Enneagram 6 from an outsider looking in. You know, you're not supposed to type people, but everyone does it. <laughs> I think she's a 6. She posts, she, because she asked on Facebook what she should do, which is kind of a telltale 6. Like, okay, pulled the audience. What's a good choice? And she was like, I don't know if I should take this risk or not. It would be really great, but I'm afraid of change. And I'm just like, I want to shake you and just say, do it. Just do it. So there's that. So I gently shook her. <laughs> like, do the thing. Do the thing. Gently shaking. <laughs> well, I told her about, you know, 10-year test. Hey, in 10 years, are you going to regret saying no to this opportunity? Mm-hmm. What's well, If you've already done worst case scenario, which I think you already have, what's the best, best, best case scenario? Start with those two things. And then that should help you make the right decision. Obviously, what does God say? But after that, because you're trying to rationalize it in your brain. Yeah, and don't stay in your head. Uh, we're big about community here. So find somebody that you can value their opinion. Um, you can even reach out to people in the field or thing that you're doing um, and get advice that way. For sure. All right, so let's talk about what's helpful and what's not when it comes to risk-taking. One thing that stuck out to me was the practice taking risks and monitoring the results. Mm-hmm. So I think we've talked a lot about you can bat a lie with the truth. So if you can develop evidence to support that whether a risk went well or not and you made it through the other side with either a win or knowledge, right? Both of those are wins. You can build up a case to combat the lies. I really like that. It's not like you're just going to take a risk and then not look at the data. That's important to also have that reflection piece there. What is working? What's not working? Okay, let me double down on the thing that is working and go from there. That's how you're going to build whatever it is you're trying to do. One that stuck out to me is recognizing irrational thoughts that influence your decision making. A lot of times, like sometimes I can be too close to a decision and I call Farron and say, what the heck? (laughs) And she talks me off the ledge like, hey, listen, from an outsider looking in, this is what I think is going on. I'm like, wow, 
that sounds so wise, <laughs> but I'm too close to it because I'm either super upset or I'm calling her in the heat of the moment or whatever. So again, if you are having a hard time getting out of your head, that's why you have that wise counsel in place and you have given them permission to, hey, you got to slap me out of it because I can't get out of it myself, please. Just a little love tap. <laughs> okay, so what's not helpful? Refusing to take risks that cause you discomfort. You've heard it so many times that great things don't come from comfort zones. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I think practicing, like we said, with what is helpful will help build the comfort. I'm that person that if the pool water's cold, I'm going a step at a time. And so maybe that's what you need to do with taking risks. You know, don't be the person that runs and jumps off the diving board. I mean, you can be. I just you calculate. Calculate. <laughs> what is the temperature of the water? I can handle it. Okay. <laughs> Are there kids around when I surface and say unkind words? <laughs> um, or you could stair-step it like all my people. There are my people out there that are stair steppers. Yeah. Uh, it just depends. It just depends on my mood. Now I'm picturing the jazzer size, like the step. Yes. Stepping. Yep. There you go. Uh, one that is not helpful that stuck out to me is basing your decisions about risk on how you feel. Again, that just has helped me a lot getting out, taking a step back. A lot of times it also helps for me to be like, okay, if Farron were in this situation, what would I tell her? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then why would I not tell myself that? Duh. <laughs> I guess I need to be nicer the way I talk to myself. That was a kind duh. My inner critic. Come on, Lucy. <laughs> Shut it down. Ooh, yeah. I like that episode a lot. A I feel thing. like that's where a lot of people we talk to are stuck. Yes. Just right do that at the thing. edge. Yeah. We'll push you over. <laughs> Go! It's loving. Love that. All right, so that concludes chapter six of the 13 things mentally strong people don't do. And that was all about how you should not be afraid of taking calculated risks. We are officially halfway through the book yes, now. Yes, thank you for, for those <laughs> playing along at home. <laughs> Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access for more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.